Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com, code SUPER24. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Create energy solution. everyone, I'm Donna Fiducia. And I'm Don Newen. And this is Cowboy Logic Radio. Cowboys didn't dance, didn't wear designer shirts. When their hearts were filled with memories, their bodies filled with birds. They would sit around the campfire and exchange a piercing glare. Back when the West was really wild, Cowboys didn't dance. Welcome to Cowboy Logic Radio, everyone. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Let me be the first to welcome you to tonight's absolutely riveting show. I'm Don Newen, and my beautiful co-host, Donna Fiducia, and I have been away for four weeks, ladies and gentlemen, but we're back. Over to you, Donna. It feels great to be back, too, Don. But we had some great programming when we were away. We that's right. We had the best of Sidney Powell. That's right. The best of Gordon Chang. That's right. We, we had, a, had uh, Karen and Billy Vaughn. Yes, we did, which was Talk very heart wrenching. Seventeen. Yep. You know, I think back on all of the years, and I think we're getting up toward eight years now. Which means if you multiply that times roughly 50 weeks in a year, that is like 400 episodes. Mm -hmm. I really think that probably the one that means the most to me is that is that one that we did in 2013. We replayed it a week or so ago. Mm -hmm. uh, And you can find it on the archives if you go there. But you know what? That's the I think really the only time I ever cried on the air and really literally lost it on the air. Yep. Um, because it, it's so heart-wrenching if... if um, and that nobody... doesn't take anything away from all the other great interviews that we've had and the shows that have been really what we might consider, mm-hmm. you know, of our own pick to be great shows. But that one is special. Yes, because... That ba- one is special. Billy and, and Karen Vaughn lost their son, Aaron, um, in Extortion 17. And they're still fighting as we are trying to as well. 
uh, in his memory to get that story brought out in the open. And let it be known that a lot of people were saying it was Joe Biden outing SEAL Team 6 that caused them to be killed. This SEAL Team 6 is who got Osama bin Laden. And many people feel that this was payback that Barack Obama actually allowed to have happen by allowing that helicopter with all those heroes to be shot down all at one time. Well, and we don't know that, obviously. No, we speculate on we that. Speculate but what we do know fits. is that two days afterwards, Biden tips the hand and tells the entire world, including right. all terrorist organizations, um, who took him out. He's just got and a big mouth. A, just go back and listen to the episode, ladies and gentlemen. You'll get a lot of that in that uh, show. Anybody a Honeymooners fan out there? He's got a big mouth. He really does, Joe Biden. It's really bad. Now, you know what? Speaking of Karen and Billy Vaughn and Aaron Carson Vaughn, a lot of friends were asking about Apex, North Carolina, oh, yeah. and your tattoo, and it was to honor Aaron Vaughn, as well as, well, the Constitution. Yeah, I, and I've been getting a lot of emails and calls and questions and social media questions about this. So let me explain to all of you wonderful Cowboy Logic radio listeners. Well, first, um, we heard the story, obviously, from Dan Bongino. And Don said as soon as Bongino well, mentioned it. I need to back up a little bit. Yeah. All right, we'll take a couple of minutes and do this, and then we can get into some headlines. But this is kind of important, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. For 59 years, um, I went without getting any tattoos. Yes. And living in the rock and roll world for many years of those 59 uh, I had an opportunity to, to get tattoos out on the road, and I just never did it. Well, <clears throat> when we became friends with Karen and Billy Vaughn through Major General Vallely, that that changed a little bit in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aaron, on his left arm, has the uh, the two Greek word, words molalave, and that means come and take them. Now, the story behind that very quickly is that when the Greeks were fighting the Persians, they were hugely outnumbered. Uh, a current-day movie that we'll talk about this is the movie 300. But the Greeks were fighting the Persians. They were hugely outnumbered, 300 to whoever, you know, however many thousands. And at one point, the, uh, the Persians basically said, you know, throw down your weapons, uh, throw down your swords, and, and just surrender, or we're going to annihilate you. And the Greeks said, molalave, which meant come and take them, which is exactly then what the Persians did. Well, they were outnumbered. And, and it was a, a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. But... Aaron Vaughn on his front forward firing arm, which is his left arm because he fires left hand or fired left handed or right handed, um, has the the Greek words molalave. And his dad went out and got the same tattoo uh, to match Aaron's. Well, it was important to me that if I ever got a tattoo, that would be the one that I get. And so I had. Uh, Billy sent me a photograph of his tattoo so that the tattoo artist that I would work with would be able to emulate that exactly, which was very important because there's a lot of Molalave tattoos, but in my opinion, there's only one that Aaron Vaughn had. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I still wasn't going to get the tat. And because I hate them. Yeah, Donna's honestly. not a big fan of them. <laughs> not a fan at all. And so <clears throat> about a month or so ago, we were maybe two months now, probably three months now. Mm-hmm. Um, we were sitting in the living room one night and I said, hey, Donna, I think that the time has come for me to get this tattoo. And that would be on my left arm since I fire right handed. Uh, On the right arm, though, I'd like to get We the People in the Constitution uh, font, the script. And at that point, you said, you know what? I agree. Mm -hmm. I think it's time. Well, the problem now was, who do I have do this artwork? Because, you know, the Constitution means the absolute world to me, as does paying tribute to Aaron Vaughn. Well... One night I was driving home from work and I listened to Dan Bongino's podcast on my drive home every day. And he did one of the very few interviews during the week that he ever has done. Yeah, he doesn't do them a lot. With some guy named Jax out of Apex, North Carolina, who has a tattoo parlor and was arrested during the shutdown because he needed to open up his tattoo parlor that he'd had for eight years uh, and, and it was the, listed as the number one tattoo artist in North Carolina for eight years. He had to open it up so he could pay his mortgage and feed his family. He just bought a house. Yeah, he just bought a and house in January. The government's telling him you can't earn a living. So he opened it up and was arrested. Well, that kind of brought everything full circle for me. That's who needed to put this tat on to honor Aaron Vaughn. Mm-hmm. to pay respect to our Constitution and to have a gentleman that stood up for his constitutional rights and was arrested actually do the artwork. So we piled in, set the appointment, because I had to set the appointment like two months in advance. And um, we drove a 1,000 miles round trip up to Apex, North Carolina, to Apex Tattoo Factory, Jack's, Myers, and that's J-A-X Myers, M-Y-E-R-S. Mm-hmm. He did the artwork in Donna Fiducia. How you like him? Well, if you got to have a tattoo, those would be the two I'd like, and there you go, because you're not getting any more. No, I'm, I'm telling not. you that much. I am but not getting any more. But as Don stands with his fists together and his elbows up, you can see the We the People and the Molinave. And it's a beautiful thing. And the lines are as crisp and as perfect as they could be. And the same goes for the fish on the back of Dan yes. Bongino. So a week after we go there, <laughs> Bongino flies in. I think Bongino probably flew in on a private jet. He was all over the place. He went to New Jersey to work out as yep. well. And, uh, Those guys so, are great, too. But the one thing that we can say we is that we walk the walk. <laughs> Before, chronologically, before Bongino did. Yep. Yes, but Bongino did. flew up to Apex and had Jax put a tattoo on his back uh, of the, uh, the fish. Christian fish. The Christian fish, yep. And uh, so at any rate, anybody in North Carolina, anybody can get to North Carolina, anybody that's wanting a tat, go see Jax at Apex Tattoo Factory. And while you're on the way up there, Keep an eye out. Keep a very sharp eye out because you might find Donald Trump stealing mailboxes. mailboxes. Yep. It's Donald Trump's fault. Do you understand, folks? These. First of all, I want to know 
How many people actually really mail letters anymore? On occasion. And there is a blue mailbox outside of our little Rootville, Georgia post office. <laughs> but aside from that, I mean, seriously, how often do you, do you really mail a letter anymore? Well, um, they were saying that 140,000 of these mailboxes were taken out. <gasps> Not during the Trump administration. But during the Obama administration, how about Say it that? so, Donna Fiducia. 200,000 taken out in the past 20 years. Why? Because the U.S. Postal Service is about as big a black hole as Amtrak is, and the government does not know how to run a business. And if anybody knows how to fix something up, it's Donald Trump. Now, Donna was not being racist when she said a black hole. Oh, stop. A black hole... For those of you that, that watched Star Trek, <laughs> understand that a black hole has such a gravitational force and a pull on it. Why am I talking this way? Because we've been watching Star Trek lately. That even light is sucked into it and cannot escape. Who do I sound like talking like that? I don't know. You don't sound like a Klingon, though. You have no. to have kind of a Russian accent to sound like a Klingon. And in that case, you have the Kobayashi Maru. The no-win scenario. That's right. And, and truthfully, that's Donald Trump. No kill I. <laughs> no kill I. No kill I, Donna Fiducia. What does that mean? What is that from? Don't kill me. That's no kill in, I? That's the one with the hordas, yes, the, the, the little rocks that can tunnel. Who said no kill I? One of the hordas, one of the little rocks that tunnels. They're called hordas <laughs> with a T. I decade. <laughs> It doesn't All matter. Right. It's ingrained in my brain because I just hey, love the I want to ask text. every one of well, you I'm that's listening. I'm not done with the mailboxes well, Let me ask yet. him just a quick question. What? Have you guys missed us being alive <laughs> for four weeks? <laughs> Tell me the honest truth. And if you say no, turn your radio off now. That's fine. We don't, missed, we don't try to please everybody. But I've missed being on the radio because if nothing else, it's therapeutic. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. By the way, there are in the entire country 175,000 of those blue post office boxes. Again, 140,000 taken out during the Obama administration, 200,000 in the last 20 years. So and how many they were is pretty Trump much going to be extinct. Stolen, Donna. It's just unbelievable. How many Fake news has gotten to the point. If you haven't learned this by watching the Obamagate, Russiagate situation, you realize that fake news literally makes stuff up. They just want something to happen and go ahead and print it, even if it's a total lie. There was a picture, and it was on social media, of a U.S. mail truck on top of a tow truck. The tow truck had a red body, red paint, mm -hmm. and the guy wearing a that was driving the tow truck had a red hat on. You have a red mega hat on. Some Hollywood numbnut mental midget said, "Look, a guy mega guy is stealing <laughs> mail trucks now." That would be Donald you, Trump. Everything is Donald Trump's fault. Not and, only is Trump stealing the mail boxes, he's stealing mail trucks in the in the exactly. dark of night. Okay, then someone else on Facebook goes, even Donald Trump is voting by mail. No, he's not. <clears throat> there is a difference between voting by mail and voting absentee. That's right. What's happening when you vote by mail is everybody and his uncle, dead or alive, gets a ballot in the mail. Mostly dead. And you can fill it out 
and send it in. And whoever happens to open that envelope is the one who counts it. Remember Hillary Clinton said decades ago, it's not who votes, it's who counts them. Now, there was another thing on Facebook that I saw, and I'm surprised they allowed it to stay on, of a woman who lived in a house with her brother. Her brother was a registered Democrat. She was a registered Republican. And if you look on the outside of the envelope, she was showing this. I'm assuming it's not been doctored, but this would be interesting to find out. If you look on the outside of the envelope, there would be a D or an R, obviously, for Democrat or Republican. So anybody who's counting those votes doesn't have to open the letter to find out whether it's going to be a Democrat or a Republican vote. They can simply just throw away the ones with the R's because it's always 100 percent Democrats that vote like this. Remember Al Franken? They kept counting votes till he finally won won. by about 100 votes. How about the woman in Orange County who was Korean, I believe, and she was a Republican. She goes to bed in 2018 with a 50,000 vote margin winning by 50,000 votes, wakes up in the morning and suddenly she's lost. Same thing happened to Dan Bongino. Yeah, when he ran in Maryland. Hey, listen, here's the the bottom line. Unbelievable. The bottom line is the Democrats are going to do everything they possibly can to cheat. What are we as conservatives, libertarians and Republicans or Trump supporters? Because there's a lot of Democrats that are scared to say anything that do support Trump. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do in order to win? Bottom line, we have to outvote them to where they can't cheat bad enough Mm -hmm. to win. You got to take everybody. If you've got kids that are not going to vote, write them out of the will or take oh, them with you to vote. That's what I said to my cousin. That's it. I'm not talking to your daughter anymore until she comes back around. But you know what? Alan West always said this when we met him, yeah. when we emceed his little speech here in our little neck of the woods. Just get, if you can, 10 people. If everybody got 10 people to go and vote. And I'm not going to tell you how, but, you know, obviously, if you like this country, you're going to vote for Donald Trump like we are. But that's what he said. And if that happens, that will override the the voter fraud that I think has to. I don't know. I think we ratchet that up to 15 to 20. But the point is, (laughs) we got to win by big numbers. But just look at, by the way, Alan West has the Mullen Lobby tattoo on his arm. Yeah, but he doesn't have it in the same place. No. He doesn't have it in the same place. He's got it underneath. on. But like, it was also to honor yeah. Aaron Vaughn, too. So that was very yeah. cool. We met him. He showed that to us again years ago, and that's kind of what put the idea in your head. Here's the thing. You look at where mail-in voting was going on. In New York City, a congressional race with Carolyn Maloney, who had been there since, you know, I was in diapers. I think she ended up losing. But That's back six, when they had cloth diapers only. Six weeks into this, I don't know, I didn't remember. <laughs> six weeks into this, they still hadn't picked the winner. And and that goes to show you they cannot figure who's voting, who's a legitimate vote, there's who's just dead, room, who's there's not. There's room for error. Right. Too if much. If you can go to Walmart, you can go food shopping, you can run out and buy toilet paper, you can get your butt to the polling You can cash place. a stimulus check. You exactly. Can, you can do it. Speaking Plus, of you got Dr. Frouchy. Frouchy <laughs> is, uh, is now saying that, uh, that it's, oh, it's, it's okay perfectly to safe to, to vote in He person. also said it's okay for kids to go to school. Gee, why do you think that is? You think he wants to keep his job? 
I'm just kind of thinking maybe that's the case now that Dr. Atlas has come on the scene. The weight of his world, Donna, the weight of his world is on Dr. Atlas's shoulders. The weight of the world is on Donald Trump's shoulders right now. By the way, below the age of 25, the coronavirus fatality rate is 1 in 1.25 million. That's .00008. Is there a greater chance that you could get struck by lightning? Uh, maybe not that, but there, there's uh, tens of thousands of kids die every year from the flu. Roostall, you need to look that one up, see yeah. if we can find out if it's uh, uh, if the odds are, are greater that you would get hit by lightning. Uh, Amy Klobuchar reluctantly admits hydroxychloroquine saved her husband's life. But she's mean to work for. Yeah, that's true. You think blue cities and states are having problems because um, they were sanctuary cities and states and now... You've got lawmakers actually joining with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They actually want this lawlessness. This is unbelievable to me. Absolutely unbelievable. New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey are saying there are at least 30 states they will not let you come in from, including Georgia. So I can't go up and see my kids. Do they really want to just totally kill any kind, any kind of commerce that they can get, any kind of people going to restaurants, going to the beaches, nothing. I mean, why don't they just totally kill? The city is dead. In I like think two they months. would like to do that. I think that you know. Do they think? Listen, are they that a rabid animal? That's true. Has no common sense whatsoever. They act completely irrational, and they do things that would eventually kill them themselves well, that's what happens it kills the host and that's exactly what's happening and rush limbaugh brought it into perspective i think pretty uh, pretty well recently by saying the big difference because obviously people are thinking i got to go back to work and all the big difference now is the internet which is a beautiful thing because people are finding out you know what i don't need to spend four thousand five thousand dollars a month to uh to in tolls <laughs> really <laughs> pay taxes i had to pay Commuter tax, New York City tax, New York State tax, which is taxation without representation because, you know, when I was going into Fox and also the, all the other places I worked at, I couldn't vote for, you know, anybody in New York. I certainly right, wouldn't vote for Cuomo. And How I, much New did it York, cost you to go in uh, through the Lincoln Tunnel? Well, the Tunnel. Lincoln Tunnels at the time, I think, was about seven or eight bucks. I think it's like doubled in the last 10 or 12 years now. Not to mention gas. And then I got to stop at Dunkin' Donuts along the way and get my oh, yeah, donut, of you know, of course. And that's the other thing. When people don't commute in and out, they're not helping these little mom and pop stores. They're not going to have that dinner before they go to the theater. Think of what is the Lincoln Center is closed. Carnegie Hall is closed. No matter how much you practice, 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 you ain't going to Carnegie Hall until at least <laughs> it next opens spring. Up. I mean, this is un- this is really unreal. hey for those of you that want a Don Newen's industry update, we're still <laughs> shut down completely, oh, but we're going into work every day. Yeah, it's pathetic. However, you can paint Black Lives Matter right in front of Trump Tower, but you can't shine the lights on nine eleven where the tower stood. Think about that. That jerk. De Blasio and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation finally put a fire under New York's ass and some people are are banding together and they are going to show those lights after all but it was getting to the point where they said well the it costs 
it, it's not the cost, but like 40 people uh, have to put that together and they might be too close. And with COVID-19, we can't show those lights. When you said but, COVID, it was very Long Island. COVID. COVID. No, that was Philadelphia. COVID, like a hoagie. But the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> but they could paint Black Lives Matter standing two feet apart without masks. You know, I mean, you might have had masks on. Hey, firing up those uh, Twin Towers doesn't meet the narrative of the left. No, and you cannot, they are not going to read the names off. That they still are not going to do. You know what? Well, we're going to read three anyhow. names off tonight, Donna. Who do we yes. have coming up? We've got some great guests coming up, Well, we're going to get an update on what's going on with COVID-19 and the uh, basically the scam that it is. Dr. X-Ray is going to tell us more. Then we're going to talk to uh, David Horowitz, his latest book, Blitz. He is probably one of the most prophetic writers I have his books are just amazing. And speaking of also another amazing author, that would be one Tom Del Beccaro, The Divided Era is the book that he wrote. Plus, of course, he ran against Kamala Harris. I'm sorry, Kamala. Kamala, Kamala Donna, Harris or you're a racist. For Senate out in California. So we'll uh, talk to him about what he thinks Mike Pence ought to do to combat that. It's all coming up next on Cowboy Logic Radio. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. December 16th, 1773. And now, what really happened at the Boston Tea Party? What are they doing? They're throwing all the king's tea and coffee into the harbor to protest taxation without representation. Do you think we should stop them? I really like my coffee. Come on, it's not American Pride Roasters. Yeah, that would be a trebuchet mockery. American Pride Roasters, the choice coffee of real American patriots for over 250 years. That's right. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. Hurry up and open that door and get over here and help me. This cooler's getting heavy. Well, um, 
Yeah, I, I can give you a hand, uh, but I I locked the keys in the bunker. Dang it, Chris. We have to do off-track in an hour. How are we going to get in there now? Relax. I got a new lock we can install later, but right now we need a battering ram. Hey, I know. Let's use the cat cooler as a battering ram. It certainly is rugged, but I don't think it's made for taking down steel reinforced doors. Man, relax. The thing can take 2,500 pounds of concrete with only minor scratches. We can definitely open the door with it. Rusty, grab the other side. All right. Well, we need a new door, but the cooler's good. Let's get to the studio. Get your cat cooler today at catcoolers.com. That's catcoolers.com. Cat Coolers does not approve of their product for use as a battering ram and cannot recommend you use it in any breaking and entering scenario, but it worked and it was fun. No coolers were harmed in the production of this ad, but the door is a total loss. Also, don't use it for smuggling a cat into New Mexico as it's against the law. This is Jeff Carlisi, conservative rocker, lead guitarist, and founding member of the band 38 Special. And you're listening to my friends Donna and Don on Cowboy Logic Radio. And welcome back to Cowboy Logic Radio. I'm Donna Fiducia, along with Don Nguyen. And our special guest for this segment is Dr. X Ray. Well, you know, obviously we try to protect the innocent here because Dr. X-Ray is retired Army and Air Force. So we call him an Air Me. 30 years major teaching experience at a, a huge university hospital, former chief of radiology at, um, well, wherever. The problem is Dr. X-Ray, just like a lot of these other doctors who are speaking out, really cannot speak out any longer because they're being ridiculed by the the Nazis on the left. Dr. X-Ray, we want an update on what's happening with COVID-19, and welcome back to Cowboy Logic Radio. Well, thank you for having me back. All right, now you said months ago when we had you on that Dr. Fauci uh, had a connection with um, remdesivir and Gilead Pharmaceuticals. He's been there for 40-some-odd years. I have a list somewhere of all of the, the latest... Um, I mean, there, there have just been a viruses almost every election year. It seems like it's a, you know, it's a gimme. But well, hold on. Let me let me put Dr. Fraudchi into perspective. Yes. And Dr. X-Ray, if you don't mind, maybe either validate my description of this guy or correct me. But uh, everything that Fauci starts saying, he's totally wrong on it. And then he has to walk back what he's been saying or completely change direction. And quite frankly, I blame him as as much of the catalyst for the destruction that's taken place in our country for the last five to six months. Have I kind of put him into a nutshell there? That was a very good nutshell. Yeah, and he has been walking back a lot lately because, as you indicated, a lot of people are speaking out and their voices are coming out. And I've sent you several articles over the past two weeks showing you how many of the people who have spoken out have been fired or removed by their hospitals or various and sundry other things. A couple of them had state action taken against them for speaking out. So, um, but he, he still is walking back things. And when we talk today, we'll talk about some of the things that he walked back. A couple of them since we last spoke have been pretty big. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's, let's go way back you know, back in, I believe it may have been uh, late January, maybe even early February, 
uh, hey, this is not going to be a serious thing. The American people don't need to overreact. Then he moves into, oh, no, 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 no. We don't need to be wearing masks. We don't need to do any of that. You can go then on that a cruise. Changes. Then, we, then we're going to be self-quarantined for the next 25 years. Then we're going <laughs> to have to never reopen America or society for that matter. And now we can, we can actually, uh, you know, it's safe to go out and, and vote uh, we don't have to do the mail-in voting. Now, that was about one of the only things that Fauci said that I, I happen to like and agree with. But uh, now he's talking about opening up schools again. So, you know, there was an article that you sent us last week, which, again, thank you so much for, for pounding our inbox. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I wish, you know, if anonymity wasn't important here, all of our listeners could be tagged and copied <laughs> on your emails, and they would be so much. They would be so grateful, just like we are. But you sent me a real clear politics article that was written by Angelo Codavia. I hope I pronounced his name right. But the title of that article was "The Attempted COVID Coup of 2020." Let's touch on Fauci, if you don't mind, and uh, let's hit that article. Well, the two things that Fauci did that other countries have not done, and when we talked about the numbers, I was going to talk about this. One is them pushing the lockdowns. And I know that the lockdowns didn't come from the White House or that administration, but the encouragement for the governors to start locking down came from there. But the other thing that he did that was horrific was he panned the use of hydroxychloroquine early in the disease and early in the pandemic. And uh, recently... A doctor from out of Harvard put out an article and said that we would have 80% fewer deaths had they started using COVID early on. I'm, excuse me, this is uh, Dr. Harvey Risch, an epidemiologist out of Yale. And he said, pointed out accurately that there are two stages of COVID-19. One is where you're just, you know, you feel like you have a cold or the flu. And then the other is where you're very sick and go into respiratory failure. Hold on, Doc. Hold on, Doc. Rate- Hold on. Just a second ago, I think you misspoke. You said if we just started using COVID earlier. He'll correct it. No, no, no. And and I just want to make sure that. Yeah, Yeah. hydroxychloroquine. Okay. Okay, keep it going. Keep it going. I'm sorry. HCQ. At any rate, he said, you know, there are two stages of the disease, the illness when you get sick with COVID. The first is the cold and flu feeling stage. And HCQ is nearly 100% effective, even in people with severe comorbidities. Now, it's in the later stages when you're in the hospital, you're acting like you have pneumonia and you're developing respiratory failure that you need the other drugs like remdesivir or invermectin. And those will help a lot. There's a 28% reduction in mortality with those drugs. But the countries that that used HCQ very early in the diseases have significantly different mortality rates than the United States. And and Dr. Risch put in his article, we would have 80% fewer deaths today had they not blocked the use of HCQ early in the disease. And to illustrate that, I just pulled up the data again yesterday as I was preparing for this. When we first talked about the deaths per million a couple of weeks ago, we were at 122,000 and we were rated seventh in the world with 389 deaths per million. Now we're at 167,000 deaths 
and it, our number has increased to 509.8 per million. So we're increasing number of deaths per million because we're not treating early enough. And countries that treated early, Russia, population of 145 million, they have had they have 106 deaths per million compared to our 500 because Russia is treating early. Japan, they used either HCQ early or they used the inhaled steroids early. They've, they have a population of 126 million, a little more than a third of us, 900, or 1,073 deaths now, 8.48 deaths per million. South Korea treated with HCQ early. They have a population of 51.6 million. They've, they're now at 305 deaths, 5.9 deaths per million because they're treating this aggressively. They're treating this early. They didn't make, a, make it a political disease, and they didn't listen to people like Dr. Fauci. And what are the differences with all of those other countries? They don't have a presidential election coming up this November. You know, my cousin called me up. She's up in New Jersey. She said, oh, we have this really great guy who did all this construction on our house. He's 54 years old, and he died of COVID. And I said, did he get hydroxychloroquine? I I don't think they allowed him to, number one. And then my next question is, well, did he have pre-existing conditions? Oh, yeah, he had prostate cancer and a heart attack. I mean, hello? I mean, this is unbelievable. And then you've got states like New York and New Jersey. I can't even go up to see my kids unless I self-quarantine for two weeks because they're saying states like where we are in Georgia and Florida, which has a huge amount of populations that go between New York and Florida back and forth with granny retiring. They will have to self-quarantine for two weeks because New York and New Jersey don't want to get more infections when they account for something like 70 percent of the deaths already it's insane well it's and you're correct the countries that have lower death rates than ours did not quarantine everyone they didn't lock down now russia locked down moscow but they didn't lock down the rest of the country and they treated people early and as i said they have 100 106 deaths per million population they're number 41 japan they have a very large population, densely packed. I didn't realize this until I was researching. I've learned a lot doing this stuff with you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tokyo has a population of 37 million. They are, per capita, they have more elderly than any other country. Yeah, that's like New York. Uh, Sounds okay. like what Abe, we should have done is uh, colluded with the Russians. Yeah, that might have helped. So or what's Japan's Japanese. per million? Well, they, Japan's death per million was eight Eight. All right, let me let me stop you right there with Japan. Eight point five per million. All right, compared doc. to our more than six hundred per million. All right, now, let Japan, me st- hold on. I'm let me let me let me stop you with with Japan and South Korea for that matter. You know, I was speaking with a liberal earlier this week, and he's a you know he's one of these libs that I can talk to and 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 actually have a a constructive conversation. But one of the things that he brought up was the fact that you know in Japan and South Korea, the mentality of the population is that they listen more to their government, and when their government says put masks on, they all do. And that that he attributes a lot of this uh, these lower numbers that are coming out of those two countries to simply the fact that the population respects and listens to the government, whether it well, let me rephrase that, whether they respect them or not, they listen to them sometimes, maybe even out of fear, but they they listen 
and they follow these instructions. And that is his argument that the mask thing works. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I was not, wasn't hoping to talk about masks again. There's so, you know, if you read the definitive article on mask is a CDC review article where they did a review of all of the research on masks. And they did this years before COVID came around and their meta analysis of all the data from all the articles on masks was that masks do not prevent the spread of viruses. Now, You have to dig for that on their website, and I can dig for it and send you the article. But it's not one that they're going to put out now because they want everybody wearing masks. Um, We talked about masks. If if you want to sit around and breathe your exhaust all day, that's fine. Uh, They've attributed several cases of Legionella pneumonia now to people wearing their masks all day because the bacteria you're exhaling are getting trapped in the mask and your moist, warm breath is allowing them to propagate. And then when you breathe in, it goes back down and seeds other parts of your lungs. And sooner or later, you get enough that you have an infection. That's why doctors change their masks every two hours. I never see anybody in the public changing their mask every two hours. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. that Every two hours. Okay, well, that makes sense. That's why they were... that's why they were complaining in New York early on that they didn't have enough PPE because they change the stuff frequently because after a while it becomes more of a hazard than it becomes uh, a safety tool. And we talked about how a mask is a, it's a safety tool. If you use it properly, it's beneficial. If you don't use it properly, it's not beneficial. People put it on. I see a lot of people with it below their nose. They have gaps on the sides of their cheek. Their glasses are fogged up, which means that they're getting air in and out around different cracks and they wear the same mask all night i we just stayed in the hotel last night and i looked at the mask the guy had on and when i came out the next morning it was the same mask a little more damp and i i didn't ask him but i'm pretty sure he wore the same mask all night yeah and if you look at masks that were produced uh before covid started if you still have any boxes of those left they say clearly and plainly on the box not effective for viruses all right, so let's now, look at, at election year uh, viruses. First of all, we had Woodstock in 1969. Now, no, it wasn't election year, but still, we had a huge H1N1 problem back then. And what do they do, Woodstock? Um, fast forward a little bit. 2004, we had SARS. Bird flu, 2008. Swine flu, 2010. MERS, 2012. Ebola, 2014. And... Um, Zika, 2016, another Ebola, 2018, and then coronavirus, 19 and 20. And Fauci was there for all of them. And there are videos surfacing of Fauci actually saying, well, we knew something was going to happen, like in 2015. And so why didn't he do anything? This, to me, I mean, really, I hate to say it, it is a pandemic. And this article that we were talking about by Angelo Codavia actually says... Basically, COVID-19 was the perfect chance to produce, stoke, and maintain fear in pursuit of power. In short, the ruling class used the coronavirus to collapse American life. I firmly believe that. You've got John Lewis's funeral down here in Georgia. And then what did the mayor of D.C. say? Oh, she's exempting all the politicians who went down there to come back up. But I couldn't go to a, we couldn't go to a funeral for a friend of mine because no. it was limited to 25. I have friends right, who Doc, can't go hey, to listen, loved ones funerals. We've, we've moved away from well, this article Sweden, and I'd love for Sweden you to touch on it. that. Sweden, yeah, Sweden didn't do any of this and, and they have now 
reached herd immunity. And, and they correctly calculated herd immunity. We talked about this last time. They thought they needed to have an infection rate between 14 and 21 percent because 35 percent would be immune. And their, their number of new cases has dropped to the single digits, and they haven't had a death in two weeks. All right, and so they didn't shut down anything. Exactly. You know, they they talked about some social distancing, but they let the businesses go. They may have curbed some bar hours at night and some restaurant hours at night, but they didn't shut down their entire economy. They didn't lock down their entire population. And again, when I read this, when we talked about this early on, the director of health for Sweden said, we didn't do enough to protect the elderly, and 70% of our deaths were people over 70 we we would have had a completely flat curve by now with one of the lowest death rates in the world had we modified what we were doing in the nursing homes. Well, the same goes for New York and New Jersey, too, because that seems to... Look yeah. at Janice Dean, what's happened there. My, my former colleague at the Fox News Channel, she's still doing weather up there. Both of her in-laws died within two to three weeks. The, the other thing that gets me, Dr. X, Ray, is that... Well, you is can that, call him just Dr. Ray. Well, We're being yeah. very formal. Yes, yeah. we are. But here's the point. Besides having the... Uh, you know, not being able to visit your loved ones in a nursing home or a hospital, but you can go see them after they die. Right? You know, that's one thing. These people are obviously not well. Nobody can uh, advocate for them. I mean, when my mom was passing away in the hospital, it was a horrible week. We were able to talk to doctors. We were able to see what was going on. You know, you've got nobody there fighting for your loved one that's possibly dying, number one. And then you've got Michelle Obama up there going, well, people are... And actually, I believe... Uh, Kamala Harris, same thing. People can't get it's Kamala. Who cares? Kamala. People cannot. No, it's if you Kamala if you don't Go. pronounce her name correctly, you're a, a, a racist and a misogynistic individual. You're you're very bad. Thank you, Richard Goodstein. Kamala. Yeah. Kamala. Yeah. But the point is, they're both saying now, we need to fix our health care system. Poor people can't get the medications they deserve. Well, what about hydroxychloroquine? It's $3 a pill. That's very affordable. I mean, this is insane. So they're essentially... We should have been using it all along. Exactly. And you're very familiar with it. Tell us how, I mean, you've used it for people with lupus, correct? And what gets me also on that is it's been around for 60 years. So it's pretty safe. It's okay for pregnant people. And that mainstream media... people? Women. Okay. Well, it it's, could be it's people. On the world, it's on the World Health Organization's list of most essential medicines. Okay, so Safe here's... And essential medicines. And the thing me. is, though, they'll push a quote-unquote vaccine that's been pushed through. Hey, if a guy identifies as... Or a woman identifies as a man, maybe she can have a baby. Well, maybe if he has <laughs> ovaries. <laughs> Just point being is... Point being is you're going to push through a vaccine... And it could have tracers in it and everything else. I, I trust Bill Gates as far as I can throw him now. But that'll be okay. But not something that's been around for 60 years and safely used. Well, <laughs> vaccines are a hot topic right now. There's a lot going on in the vaccine world. Well, I can't tell you how many people. I cannot tell you how many people I have, without disclosing your name, obviously, said uh, or regurgitated your view on vaccine and what your future as a doctor would look like if you were mandated to take a vaccine. You still hold that position? I do. 
I think there's going to be a big black market for vaccine certificates. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. It's hey, kind of like your I need papers. to ask both of you a question. And, and, doctor, I think it's important that I ask this while you're on the show as opposed to our upcoming guest um, because of your medical experience and, and your knowledge of the human body. Uh, but, Donna, you're important in this, too, because you can relate to this on a one-on-one basis. Now, Donna, I'm going to ask you, how does... Donald Trump pronounce, and this has nothing, ladies and gentlemen, to do with anything we're talking about. It's a brief pause in the action. Donna, how does Donald Trump pronounce the country C-H-I-N-A? China. Okay. say China. Say that again. China. Okay. Now, (laughs) how would Donald Trump pronounce the woman's body part vagina? I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Come on, Donna. Come on. I'm not going to do that. Come on. Vagina. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd do it. I knew she would do it, doctor. Say it one more time, Donna. Come on. For the the listeners that missed it. Vagina. (laughs) All right. Now, what about a Chinese woman's body part? What would you call that? Um... What? I mean, a China vagina. Oh, okay. Say that, Donna. Come on. I thought we were going. I thought we were going to the vice presidential nominee here for the Democrat parties. We're going into (laughs) Kamala Harris suffers. And and doctor, you help me out with this. This it's very little known about this disease, but I understand that she suffers from measles. (laughs) Stop. He's not going to say that because he's got his professional reputation, even though we're hiding his. His identity. I wonder if he hung up over that little segment. (laughs) Can we? I I haven't hung up over that. Okay, so I'm I'm assuming that little segment's going to go away. (laughs) It's not going to. We don't edit. (laughs) We don't edit. All right. Let me ask you this other thing. We have a we have a um, a new guy, Dr. Scott Atlas, who is this new person on the uh, this new doctor on the Corona Task Force. And man, does he have the weight of the world on his shoulders? Very. God. Very critical, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> you know, could you imagine what Don would be like if he drank? He doesn't drink. <laughs> Dr. Scott Atlas does have the weight of the world on his shoulders at this point. He's very critical of Dr. Fauci. What's your take on him? Uh, he's pro-hydroxychloroquine, isn't he? He's pro-hydroxychloroquine and, and against all of the forced lockdowns. Uh, he wants he wants to get young people back out and get some businesses started back up from everything I've read, which is more the Swedish method: protect the old, uh, get the virus going through the going through the country. Now, we we talked about this back in March. This is a bioweapon, and it was released accidentally or intentionally. It doesn't matter, but it was released, and it's going to go through the country. And MIT just put out an article uh, in the past couple of weeks. And they said that the population immunity is slowing down in the pandemic parts of the U.S. And by that, it means the parts that the places that were infected big first, like New York and New Jersey, their infection rates are dropping. Their hospitalization rates are significantly dropping. And now you're seeing this cropping up in smaller towns and smaller cities as it as it waves its way across the country, which is what it's going to do. So it's not going to continue. Uh, one article I read said that. August should be the peak of the number of infections and the peak of deaths, and they should start slowing down. And by October, we should be fizzling out, especially with the deaths. And 
I think that Dr. Atlas wants to use that game plan because like Sweden and like Japan and like China and like South Korea and like Belarus and like a lot of these other countries, their infection rate is decreasing significantly. Their death rate is almost nothing because the virus has gone through and it's burned out. Plus, you know, they're, they're talking about a vaccine and when you're ready to talk about vaccines, we can. You know, Russia just put out a vaccine. Yeah, um, and, and his daughter Vladimir took Putin it. And gave it to his daughter. Yeah, and the president of the Philippines wants to take it. It's called Sputnik Five. Yeah, that's odd, isn't it? All right, we only have a couple minutes left, Doctor X. I want to ask you number one to me: uh, uh, Did we prolong the agony by locking down? And also, it's predictable. Now they're saying that children are getting it at an alarming rate because obviously they don't want schools to open. Well, the first part of your question, the countries that have done very well had an initial lockdown and then started opening up but protected the elderly. And their their economies are back. But they, they didn't lock down for more than three or four weeks. Nobody locked down as long as we've locked down and Melbourne, Australia is locked down and places like that. So there was a, there was a place to time to lock down and it was early on and, and then start opening. But when we started opening, we didn't use hydroxychloroquine. We didn't use the drugs, the inhaled steroids. We didn't treat people early. The whole problem with the way we've been treating people in this country is we wait until you need to be put on a ventilator to do anything for you. And that's exactly the wrong time. That's way too late in the curve. They've shown that if you give HCQ early on or if you give the inhaled steroids early on and you give zinc and these other things early on, that you almost completely eliminate deaths. But then you're, you're talking about just decreasing the death rate when you're in the hospital and you have pneumonia and you're getting ready to put on a ventilator. So the whole political fight that went along with this, and that's what he's talking about in that article about the coup of 2020, the whole point of this was they, because of politics, they stopped, they didn't treat people early. And Donald and Trump, we only have a few epidemiologist out of Yale said we could have had 80% fewer deaths. Exactly. And Donald Trump said this like a week into this, and they totally lambasted him. To me, the mainstream media and Dr. Fauci and all of the fake news really has blood on their hands because they're causing this problem. And unfortunately, Dr. X-Ray, we are out of time. I'm sorry, what? Real quick. Well, as, as far as the children go, the death rate for children is near zero. I know you had the one in Georgia, but he died of drowning after he had a seizure and hit his head in the bathtub. Right. Uh, so where was mommy and daddy with that children one? is near zero. And we talked about this in the last, they've done some studies out of Europe and a lot of the European schools are already open. There have been no documented cases of a kid taking the virus home from school and giving it to a parent. And they're, the kids aren't being hospitalized with it. Exactly. And, but unfortunately here at Paulding high school in Georgia, they showed a bunch of kids in the hallway and everybody went hysterical. Well, Dr. X-ray, we thank you so much. Um, unless you know what Don did, doesn't scare you away. We'll talk to you next week with the COVID update. We really do appreciate it. Stay safe up there. And uh, again, thanks for joining us here on Cowboy Logic Radio. And coming up after the break, we'll be talking to Tom Del Beccaro, who ran against Kamala Harris for Senate. So we'll know what's going on with that. And author David Horowitz. Stay tuned to Cowboy Logic Radio.
www.logic.us. It may not be the zombie apocalypse, but present times prove it's actually not crazy to be prepared. And Mojo 5 in partnership with My Patriot Supply, will help our listeners prepare with Mojo5O.com. It's smart to have a reliable emergency food source. Natural disasters have a devastating impact when all other conditions are perfect. When supply lines are stressed already, further disruption could leave your local markets bare for days or even weeks. You need a plan today. Only for Mojo listeners and for a limited time, you receive $70 off a two-week supply of 92 servings or $100 off a four-week supply of 284 servings. You'll get meals packing 2,000 plus calories a day with a 25-year shelf life. More than just food, My Patriot Supply has personal water filtration, backup power, and lighting sources, as well as medical kits and other survival gear. All this and more is available to you, the Mojo listener, by using Prepare with Mojo 50.com. That's Prepare with Mojo 50.com. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-562-2407-800-562-2407-800-562-2407. That's 800-562-2407. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. Joe Biden named California Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate on Tuesday. In a text message to supporters, the former vice president said, Together with you, we're going to beat Trump. Harris and Biden plan to deliver remarks Wednesday in Wilmington, Delaware, where Biden lives. In choosing Harris, Biden is embracing a former rival from the Democratic primary who is familiar with the unique rigors of a national campaign. Harris, a 55-year-old first-term senator, quickly became a top contender for the number two spot after her own White House campaign ended. Correspondent Bernie Bennett reporting. Riding and looting continue in Portland, Oregon, to the dismay of residents. Black business owner Terrence Moses tells KPTV-TV Portland... He was shocked to hear organizers of Sunday's protest in Portland's Kenton neighborhood encouraging demonstrators to burn things. I listened and watched the leader of the group tell them what the plan was for their Black Lives Matter movement. And his tone was, we're going to burn if that's what it takes to get our point across. Moses, besides being a business owner, is also the founder of Neighbor Helping Neighbor PDX. Hundreds of thousands across the Midwest remained without power on Tuesday after a powerful storm packing 100-mile-an-hour winds battered the region a day earlier. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds says just about the entire state felt the major storm. The weather experts now tell us that the system moved through Iowa and it gained strength 
and became a, a derecho, which is a windstorm that has the wind speeds of a hurricane anywhere from 70 to 100 miles per hour and often more widespread devastation than a tornado. The derecho tore through eastern Nebraska from across Iowa and parts of Wisconsin and Illinois, blowing over trees, flipping vehicles and causing widespread property and crop damage. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 104 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Hi, Holly. Come on in. Hey, Pat. Coffee? Absolutely. I mix the American Pride Roasters JFK Coconut with the Philip Maisie Chocolate Biscotti and the Amerigo Vespucci Amaretto to make like an Almond Joy. That sounds good. I actually mix the Philip Maisie Biscotti with the George Washington Carver Peanut Butter for a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Mmm. Yeah, but you know, I do prefer the dark roast, like Izzo's Rage. Mmm, dark roast not so much. The lighter the better for me. Seriously? What's wrong with you? Dark roast is the best. I can't even be near you right now. But Holly... Huh. Well... Now I get all the coffee all to myself. And I really do like the dark roast. com Historically great coffee. I love American Pride Roasters in the morning. It really gets me off to work. Oh, oh, AmericanPrideRoasters.com. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Everyone, I'm Donna Fiducia. And I'm Don Newen. And this is Cowboy Logic Radio. to Cowboy Logic Radio. I'm Donna Fiducia, along with Don Newen. And our special guest is someone I, I love having on the show, and that is David Horowitz. He is a best-selling author. His latest book, Blitz, Trump Will Smash the Left and Win. He's a New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, an Amazon bestseller, founder and president of the David Horowitz Freedom Center and editor of Front Page Magazine, which you can find at frontpagemag.com. You really 
do need to bookmark that, folks. The wealth of information coming from all the contributors is just amazing. His book from 97, Radical Son, is what really woke me up about how he did a, a political 180. He went to Berkeley in the 60s and Columbia University. His parents were members of the Communist Party USA. And also, um, Mr. Horowitz, I've heard Dan Bongino say how your books have changed his life, just as it's done for me as well. Big Agenda, How Obama Betrayed America, Hating Whitey, Unholy Alliance, The Black Book of the American Left, and Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America, just some of the books you've done. But uh, David Horowitz, welcome back to Cowboy Logic Radio, and let's start with your latest, Blitz. How Trump Will Smash the Left and Win. Please give us an overview of your wonderful new book. Well, the, the book describes the radical transformation of the Democrat Party and its war against Trump. Um, you know, it's a New York Times bestseller, and, and I think the reason is um, that I don't sugarcoat anything. Unfortunately, conservatives and Republicans like to be polite when they're in a war. Um, and they refer to people who want to basically kill them, put them in jail, certainly. I'm talking about the Democrat Party as liberals. There's nothing liberal about the Democrat Party today. It's a, as, as my book Blitz shows, it's a racist party. Uh, identity politics is a pure form of racism. It judges you by your skin color first, then your gender, then your sexual orientation. If you disagree with anything a Democrat says on an issue they consider important, you're called a racist. So it's a totalitarian ideology as well. They basically want to shut Republicans up. We already have, uh, you know, a totalitarian educational system. I haven't been able to visit a campus in 20 years without a bodyguard. And I don't even try anymore because the left comes and turns it into a circus with the support of the administration. So it's a one-party system. Um, the Democrat Party is also, as you know, a criminal party. There, where is the Democrat condemning the violence in the streets? Where is the Democrat mayor calling out sufficient police to protect law-abiding citizens and and downtown property, and now they're going into the neighborhoods. There isn't any. The Democrat Party is a criminal party, and it also hates America. Um, my book describes, among other things, Blitz is the name of it, um, the 1619 Project, which is a dagger aimed at the heart of the American founding. It was written by a New York Times racist named Nicole Hannah-Jones. They gave her a $600,000 McCarthy Genius Award. She's a moron. Um, and a Pulitzer Prize for claiming that the founding of America was 1619 because allegedly 20 black slaves arrived in the Virginia colony. Actually, they weren't slaves. Slavery was outlawed in Virginia at the time. Uh, and it wasn't America. America wasn't created for 160 years late, 68 years later. But um, they want to tar and feather America as a racist country built on slavery, which is a colossal lie. We're America talking with... Founded on a, 
Exactly, sir. Let me just reintroduce you here. We're talking with David Horowitz, his latest bestseller, Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. He's um, obviously got a ton of books that are all bestsellers. What you say is how blunt you are about your books. To me, sir, this is what Donald Trump is. He's blunt. He's the only Republican that really stands up there. Otherwise, we really have a uniparty. You know, you look at the Romneys and people like that, they just go along to get along, and and it's very... Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, you've either read the book or you've guessed the thesis. Yes, Trump the reason Trump has prevailed, he's the most vilified, slandered, libeled human being in the history of the human race. But he's been able to prevail thus far because he fights. And Republicans don't fight, they fold. That's the big difference. Um, and that's why I'm confident he's going to win in November. I sure hope so. Well, you watch the Democrat Party mobilizing behind a lie, which is that it's going to be... Uh, dangerous because of COVID to vote, which is ridiculous. People are going to the stores. Uh, how how difficult is it to arrange a polling booth where there's social distancing and so forth? Mm-hmm. So they make up a, a hoax uh, so they can get mail-in ballots uh, with the idea that they can print tens of millions of ballots in each state. And then those mailmen who go out You know, all you need is one renegade mailman to drop a bag of ballots off at some safe house where they just write in Biden, uh, Harris on on the ticket because there's no identification of these ballots. It's a prescription for massive fraud. uh, And the Democrats are pursuing it. Name me another Republican who would do what Trump is doing, which is to deprive the post office of the money they would need um, to mail out these ballots. Exactly. This is war. Mm-hmm. When, and your normal, your normal, de- uh, well, Democrats aren't normal anymore, but, you know, if you listen to Pelosi or Schumer or any of these Democrat hatchet people, uh, they're accusing Trump of killing every coronavirus patient um, uh, and, and of, of being in Putin's pocket and therefore committing treason against the United States. And the Republican response is, you know, you listen to Kevin McCarthy, oh, their Democrats are playing politics. They're not playing. And it's not politics. It's war. They're trying to destroy everybody in their way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now, I mean, Kamala Harris has already said, um, that if she gets in the White House, she will prosecute Trump for crimes. And uh, this jerk Swalwell, who's a compulsive liar like uh, like Harris, has said the same thing. They, they need to prosecute the Trump administration. It's war. The, the, the Democrats have destroyed our democracy, basically. It's predictable, we, we, too. I mean, Trump was here in two weeks talking about hydroxychloroquine and they just lambasted him, which puts the red flag up in my book because that means it obviously works. Can't have that. We got two weeks to flatten the curve and four and a half months later, now we can't even open schools. Don had a question for you, sir. Yeah. 
David Horowitz, sure. let me ask you this. I agree with you 100% that not only are we at a war, we're at the most important, we're involved in the most important war of my 59-year-old lifetime. How do we not only win the battle in November, but how do we win the, win the war and, de- and defeat what I consider to be unrecognizable, unidentifiable uh, segment of our population and a great segment of the uh, political population? How do we win the war? How do we win the battle? I mean, the battle is obviously November. How do we win the war? Number one, you have to fight. Number two, you have to call it the way you actually see it and not sugarcoat it. Don't call vindictive bigots, which is what Democrats are, liberals. There's nothing liberal about them. They're communists. Don't, don't say it's socialism when it's communism. Uh, they want to destroy whole industries by executive order. No socialist country, no country claiming to be socialist that wasn't a communist dictatorship has ever done anything like that. But they want to confiscate 276 million gasoline-driven automobiles within a 10-year period, or that planet will allegedly die. You can't do that without instituting a police state, and they're perfectly happy to do that. When you ask them how they're going to implement the Green New Deal, they say, well, we, the way we did with the World War II mobilization, yeah, like Franklin Roosevelt in, incarcerating 120,000 Japanese-Americans. Some of them undoubtedly dangerous, but in wartime, you can't be finicky. You got to round everybody up. Yeah. So they want martial law in this country. These are vicious people. This Kamala Harris is a vicious individual. She, you know, when she was prosecutor in California, she covered up all these. They had all these sexual abuse cases by Catholic priests. And the previous uh, attorney general, whom she defeated, Terry Hallinan, who's a far leftist, but he and a Catholic had compiled the dossiers on these priests. When she beat him in the election and got to be state prosecutor, she suppressed it all. She kept people in jail for the, over their sentences for cheap labor. She prosecuted people for smoking a joint. Mm-hmm. He put the parents of kids who were truants at school in jail. She is, she's a Stalinist. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go on and on, but I... Well, here's the, here's the thing, David Horowitz. I have, I have been saying ever since uh, Biden announced her as his uh, running mate, that this is no longer a Biden-Harris ticket. It's a Harris-Biden ticket. And everything you're saying uh, validates that. I do believe she has a big glass jaw. And you just cited a number of punches that can shatter that glass jaw. But do you agree this is a Harris-Biden ticket? Yeah, well, well, he's half dead, isn't he? I mean, we're watching a guy deteriorate in front of our eyes. It's like sad. weekend Bernie's. It really is um, sad. Drag around the court. And there, I'll tell you right now, there's not a single Democrat in the country, not one, who thinks that Joe Biden is competent to be president in his 
state of being. You have to wonder about his wife who's letting him be abused this way. I, mean, I don't have any sympathy for Biden, I have to say. He's a nasty, nasty piece of work. You know, a friend of ours who works with a lot of people from South Africa posted something from 1986 that was Joe Biden uh, testifying in a Senate committee about how we need to overthrow the apartheid government. And, and his wife, who is from South Africa, has told us for many years now, and she was in her 20s when Nelson Mandela was running, and, and it was very cool to vote for him. And now now South Africa has essentially become a blueprint for what they're doing here. But when you're a predominantly white country, you can't do that. So what you do is you have white privilege and you shame people for being white, essentially have the same outcome. But what's happening now in South Africa is starting to happen here. We're seeing it in our cities. Well, the whites are being much, killed. Yeah, Their land South is being Africa taken. Is the, the rape capital of the world. The, the left went in and they destroyed... A democracy there that the the clerk government. I was there when they freed Mandela, and the, the clerk government had already freed Mandela. Um, but the uh, the left couldn't stop. There was Stalin. You know, I interviewed all these leftists there. They were Stalinists from the 1930s, and when they came into power, they destroyed South Africa. I mean, people from Zimbabwe used to flee into South Africa because it was so much better than life in Zimbabwe, just as an example. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the fact is that Biden is horribly corrupt. He's a bully and a fascist. You know, look at that videotape of him chuckling over threatening the Prime Minister of Ukraine, that if he didn't pull this prosecutor uh, off the case of his corrupt son and Burisma, um, they were going to lose a billion dollars that had already been voted by Congress. And then Biden turned around and Trump gave no quid pro quo. Uh, he's accusing Trump of doing what he actually did. Isn't that a classic a communist man. tactic, really? Accuse your enemy of what you yourself are doing. We're talking with David it's Horowitz. Whole, I'm sorry. It's the, whole message, it's the whole message of the Democrat Party. Yes. The Democrat Party has politicized COVID. Trump doesn't have control. They, they accuse him of killing every COVID patient. He doesn't have control over one, not one health care system. We have a federal system in this country. The health care is controlled by the governors of the states. Everybody knows that. If Andrew Cuomo and the Democrat governors of New Jersey and Connecticut that sent the COVID patients into the nursing homes, not mm -hmm. Trump. Trump's job was to supply, to supply ventilators. We're the number one producer of ventilators now. Masks, tests, number one producer and user of tests in the world. Uh, he, he did all those things perfectly. Um, yeah. But the Democrats want to blame him for all the deaths. To, exactly. And your book, Blitz, Trump Will Smash the Left and Win, is a blueprint, hopefully, for what will happen come November, David Horowitz. I want to switch gears real quickly, given your expertise in so many areas. Can you comment on this recent deal that was just brokered between the United Arab Emirates and Israel by Donald Trump, this peace deal? 
Yeah, he did it, pulled off a miracle. And everybody's talked about peace in the Middle East. Not one of them, not not Clinton, not Bush, not Obama, uh, have been able to broker a deal. Donald Trump did it with three hands tied behind his back while the Democrats are attacking everything he says, everything he does, regardless of its merits. Uh, and what's happened here is that uh, Obama delivered American security into the hands of the Iranians who chant death to America. That's their leaders through the Iran New Deal. Uh, and and that scared all these Sunni uh, I should point out that Iran has Shia Arabs, uh, Shia Muslims. Um, uh, so all the Sunnis now need protection, and that's what's made this deal possible. It's unbelievable. You know, He's moved the... He moved the the cat the you know the capital to Jerusalem. I mean, he's done things that he's helped. What really gets me, and I'm from New York, is the number of Jews in New York that no matter what he does, will still vote for the Democrats. I say this as a Jew. These are stupid Jews. These liberal—they're not liberal. These leftist Jews. The Jews voted for Hitler too. You know, it's scary. Terrible days. You know, we talk about... There's a Christian link, so I'm being ecumenical. This turn the other cheek, Jesus was a Jew. And the turn the other cheek mentality, when you have people who want to exterminate you, um, is unfortunately very common. I bet your book, Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America from last year, talks a lot about that too uh don has another yeah, question david ladies and gentlemen we're speaking with the great david horowitz david um i was speaking recently with a far left colleague of mine and one of the things that he asked me is he said how would ronald reagan have handled covid19 differently than trump and i said Quite frankly, I think Trump and I and I love Ronald Reagan, but I think Trump handled COVID-19 and is handling it much better because he is not handling it like a politician. He's handling it like a yeah. chief executive officer. Your thoughts on yeah, that? And not like, you know, yeah, the, the proper analogy is uh, or comparison is Obama, who let 60 million Americans get infected with the swine flu because he did nothing. He handled it like a politician. I mean, you know, we have too many COVID cases. We've got 5 million. Uh, But Obama got a 60 million swine flu cases. Nobody seems to be mentioning that these days. But, you know, the Democrats get away with murder, especially if they're black. Here's the thing. the only skin privilege in America, by the way. Everybody knows this is why Trump is going to win. Everybody sees what's happening in the cities. Everybody is not glued to CNN or MSNBC, which suppresses the news. All right, David Horowitz, thank you so much for joining us. I know uh, your time is is very important and you're running a tight schedule, so we're going to have to let you go. But we thank you so much for joining us here on Cowboy Logic Radio. David Horowitz, again, best-selling author of Blitz, 
Trump will smash the left and win. He's a New York Times bestseller, Wall Street Journal bestseller, USA Today bestseller, Amazon bestseller. You can find his book Blitz in all the usual places. Again, it's Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. He's founder and president of the David Horowitz Freedom Center and editor of Front Page Magazine. You need to bookmark this as well. It's frontpagemag.com. The great Daniel Greenfield writes for him and among many other people. It's just a great website. And let me give you some of the other books that uh, David Horowitz has written, one of which was Radical Son back in 1977. It's what woke me up when I turned from kind of a liberal into uh, waking up and realizing how anti-American the left really is. Horowitz went to Berkeley in the 60s and Columbia University. His parents were members of the Communist Party USA. He woke up to that fact as well. His other books, Hating Whitey, talking about white supremacy. I mean, this is prophetic, folks. These books were written decades ago. Big Agenda, Trump's Plan to Save America, was written in 2017. He also wrote about uh, how Obama betrayed America, Unholy Alliance, Radical Islam, and the American Left. That was a book that came out in 2004. 2018, the Black Book of the American Left, which has nine volumes, and each one stipulates what the major problems are with this country. And again, we are seeing it play out right now in really all the big cities across America. You know, Donna, you were speaking at the beginning of that segment in which you mentioned the fact that David Horowitz was so instrumental in you switching from a liberal mindset to that of a conservative mindset. And Dan Bongino cited that David Horowitz was so influential in his life. That's something I can't relate to because I came out of the womb (laughs) with conservative values. And, And I'm really glad that Horowitz was able to do that and be that kind of influence on on people maybe that didn't have those inbred DNA conservative yeah. values. It's different when you come from New York, like well, Bongino and I yeah, do. That really is the problem. That's true. All right, we okay. got to go. Who we got coming up next? Well, Donna Fiducia. Hold on. Let me just say, Blitz, Trump will smash the left and win. Coming up next, Tom Del Bacardo, oh, who ran against Tom. Kamala Harris. So we'll find out his take on the new VP choice for the Democrat Communist Party. Check us out on the web at cowboylogic.us. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Fast Track student loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 800-709-4395. 
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-741-9557. 800-741-9557-800-741-9557. That's 800-741-9557. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-470-0270 800-470-0270 That's 800-470-0270 I love American Pride Roasters in the morning. It really gets me off to work. Oh, oh, uh, AmericanPrideRoasters.com. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. You're listening to Cowboy Logic Radio. Welcome back to Cowboy Logic Radio, everyone. I'm Donna Fiducia, along with Don Newen, and the cleanup batter for our debut as we return from our long vacation is none other than Tom Del Beccaro, the former chairman of the California Republican Party. He ran for Senate against Kamala Harris. I'm sorry, it's Kamala Harris, darn it. Tom is a Fox News Channel writer. He's appeared on Fox and Friends, another Fox News Channel and Fox business shows. He also writes for foxnews.com and contributes to the Washington Examiner, the Epic Times. I love the Epic Times, by the way. Really rising stock in my book. And um, let me see, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times recently uh, referred to one of his books, The Political Divide, as the divided era. How about that? That is the name of one of his books. Unfortunately, it's where we seem to be heading today. You should bookmark Tom's website as well, politicalvanguard.com. Politicalvanguard.com. There you'll find a host of information from a number of political thinkers. 
And also Tom's latest columns, information, and his books. By the way, besides The Divided Era, his other book is The New Conservative Paradigm. Okay? His website also is tomdell.com. And also what's going on with Recall Newsom, Tom? Is that, uh, is that gaining some, some strength, I would think? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. We've, uh, we're about to set a record for most ever signatures gathered by volunteers. Uh, we're starting to get uh, major donor money coming in, and I'm thinking we're going to qualify this thing. Uh, you know, California is badly messed up, a lot of debt. They want to pass a wealth tax. They want the highest income tax rate to be 16.8%. And government officials aren't willing to cut down the size of government or their pay. So when you hear this COVID thing about we're all in this together, well, that doesn't apply no. to California. It doesn't apply to politicians apply in general. To you. It, it yeah. really doesn't. They're still being paid. All right, let's all right. get down to brass hold, hold tacks here. Second. Don has yeah. some questions. Hold on a second. Normally, Tom and I joke around a whole lot. Uh, I don't think either one of us are in a very joking mood right now, Tom, given what's going on in America. Um, I have three big questions that I want to hit you with back to back because nobody knows Kamala Harris better than you do, except maybe what's his name? Willie Brown. <laughs> Nobody knows her better politically than you do. My first question, and, and I'm going to hit you with all three of these, and then you just take it, my friend. What do we need to know? What do we need? Number one, what do we need to know about Kamala Harris? Number two, why is she dangerous to America, conservatives, and liberty. Number three, how does Mike Pence break her glass jaw? Have at it. I like I like it. The glass jaw. Of course, I I said that yep. uh, the morning after the debate that she had a glass jaw on Fox and Friends, and that kind of ran wild. If we start with her, some what you need to know about her. Uh, it, the reality is, she is a purely ambitious politician she is far left but not because she has core values that are far left she would if she thought getting elected would require her to be more moderate she would do that but in 2019 she thought making a difference and scoring points and becoming the democrat nominee required her to be far left so she moved far left for solely political ambition and so as a political social climber the danger for her is is that she will say and do anything to get elected and of course someone like that should not be in charge of a country she never sticks around in a position long enough to either pick up what she should be doing or make a difference because she's only, you know, three or four years here or there, give or take. And so you shouldn't have someone like that in charge of an organization, let alone a government, because they're rudderless. They'll just go with the wind. And that's a dangerous thing in my view. 
So that's the main thing you need to realize about her. You know, I I listened all week to these stories about, you know, she's moderate. Well, she's not moderate. She obviously, she had a voting record in 2019 to the left of Bernie Sanders. And I explained why. But, you know, she's certainly not conservative. She wouldn't jump over to being conservative if she thought that would get elected. But she would be less liberal if she thought that helped her. In fact... When she was DA of San Francisco and for a time as attorney general, she thought that being that way would help her. And then she quickly abandoned it when she ran for president because it it was not the flavor of the day for Democrats. So that's the thing uh, you need to know about her. What was the second question? I'm sorry. Second question, why is she dangerous, but why is she dangerous to America? Why is she dangerous to conservatives? And why is she dangerous to liberty? Well, she is, has become what I call the social justice warrior. And as a social justice warrior, outcomes matter, not procedure. And so she thinks that she can outlaw certain guns, even though uh, the Ninth Circuit last last week overturned the ban on high magazines, she thinks you can do that by executive order. She is the kind of politician who would run roughshod over constitutional practice, much like FDR wanted to do when he said, we can't wait around for the law to catch up while we try and help Americans. That's what FDR said when he wanted to pack the uh, Supreme Court. Well, she would be the same way, only, I don't know, on steroids. And she would appoint Supreme Court justices that, that think in similar fashion. So she, she does not believe in constitutional practice in any respect. So the, her, her biggest danger isn't that uh, she favors X, Y, or Z policy. It is that she would be completely anti-constitutional. As far as Mike Pence, uh, you know, I know Mike. I, I brought Mike out to California in this first major event out here. Uh, I remember well his debate performance against Tim Kaine. Uh, Mike is the consummate professional, consummate gentleman, and he is the polar opposite with respect to policy than Kamala Harris. Mike knows policy. He, he's been the head of policy groups. He's in politics for a reason. He actually believes something. He doesn't change his views with the wind, and he studies hard. So if you remember the debate with Tim Kaine, Tim Kaine uh, said a lot of uh, made-up stuff, (laughs) said other nonsensical things, and Pence was very patient with him and replied in a manner that demonstrated his far superior knowledge of foreign policy, economics, and everything. And I, after that debate, which I think um, came after, if my memory serves me right, came after one of the presidential debates, the, uh, I had liberal friends, quite liberal friends, say how much they liked Mike Pence. Now, admittedly, at the time, they didn't know how conservative Pence was. But that's how good he comes off. As it will relate to Kamala Harris, uh, she's no better than Tim Kaine. 
she doesn't know policy. It's why I beat her so convincingly in a debate. And consider the fact that I, in the in the debate poll after the debate that I won 38-33, that doesn't sound like much until you realize it's a poll of Californians. Yeah, exactly. And her lack of studiousness, her lack of knowledge of policy is the reason I beat her, because she doesn't really answer questions. Why didn't she answer questions? Well, she doesn't really have a policy base. And Mike Pence, in that regard, will... It will be a velvet hammer with her, if you will. He's going to have to be a velvet hammer in this case because she's a woman. And uh, some say she's black. I'm not really sure what the hell she is. But quite frankly, if you if you watch the debate that you did with her, if you were in right here in the state of Georgia, you probably would have won uh, that debate by about 20 points easily. I mean, there was just no contest. I'm watching going... What is wrong with these people in California? And unfortunately, it's like a cancer, and it's spreading across the country really fast. I I mean, as Michael Savage said, liberalism is a mental disorder. I actually had my producer in radio here in New York, well, there when I was in New York in the 80s, fighting with me on Facebook, saying... Why are we talking about this poor little boy who, you know, got killed by his neighbor and shot point blank? The kid was executed. Why are we talking about that in North Carolina, you know, when we need to stop guns, period? To which I said, um, well, you know, I just think that it's the guy had felony convictions. He shouldn't have had a gun. And then he comes back and goes, we can land a man on the moon. Why can't we get rid of all these guns? And I'm like thinking... There you go. I mean, that's all you need to know. It's a mental disorder. It's, I just don't get it because we're losing our country at this point. Well, this is what the run-up to socialism looks like. You have a party that uh, emotes currently versus a party that um, tends to be more rational. This is exactly what it was like in at the fall of the Roman Republic. You had a indulgent party, uh, and you had a party that was less indulgent. Um, uh, in my book, The Divided Era, I quote from John Marshall's book about Washington that there were two major parties in America, one more indulgent, one less so, and uh, that wasn't as big a deal back then as it is now, because government this year could pass 50% of the economy, whereas at the time that uh, John Marshall was talking about that in the United States, it was only about 2% of the economy. But the run-up to socialism is a frenzy, and and the other side uses class warfare and and disorder, and they and and they're so emotional. Mm-hmm. And there are those that go along with it. And then you add in the divided media, which, you know, think about what happened uh, last week when you had uh, George Stephanopoulos say that she's a moderate. Now, of course, it's ludicrous to say she's a moderate. But remember his audience. Mm-hmm. His audience is not going to hear the contradiction to that because it doesn't come out. The, the, they never do hear the opposing view. So, and he knows that. And so he announces it 
and and a third of the nation believes yeah, they all believe that it. she's a moderate, and therefore they feel okay about her. Yep, they can say whatever they want because they're well, the useful idiots. Yeah, the media it. the media has become what I would uh, liken to a devious lawyer who throws out absurdities in front of a jury. They hear it. And then the judge says, you know, you got to disregard that last statement. Well, they're, it's already tainted. The media has tainted the low-hanging fruit, and they'll continue to do it. Tom, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to our dear friend Tom Del Beccaro. He's a brother from another mother, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, Tom, I want to go back to my second question, which was, why is she dangerous to, and then yeah, I'm going to jump into conservatives. Now, I'm sure you'll agree with me that this is not necessarily a Biden-Harris ticket. I'm looking at it more like it's a Harris-Biden ticket. I don't see him lasting. I believe that they will have him removed from office and that, that the attempt would be to have uh, Kamala Harris be the president of the United States. Do you believe that she will weaponize agencies against her opposition, that of conservatives, uh, in a similar or even more exaggerated way than uh, the, the Obama administration did? Well, when you consider the fact that Joe Biden is by nature weak and that he will um, have an administration that will be run by people other than him, uh, you know, policy will be, will come from Nancy Pelosi. Foreign policy will come from uh, 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 Susan Rice and others. Then what would happen, and this is the first time in American history we've ever had a circumstance where we were voting for someone or some will knowing he won't complete his term. You know, 60% of Americans, 59% believe that. That's an astonishing figure or that he has some sort of dementia. So the, there's little question that he would be, he will be, if he elected, the weakest president ever elected. And mm -hmm. uh, people, I, I wrote about that last week at Fox. People need to understand that. He will be the weakest ever elected. And he wouldn't last four years. Then Kamala Harris would come along, who is not competent to run something of any particular size. And so she would be willing to weaponize, but she would also have people around her with experience of it. Mm -hmm. And because she's not competent enough to run a large organization. Remember, when she is the head of the AG's office in California, a huge scandal broke out related to tainting of evidence and 600 convictions were thrown out that, uh, under her watch. Um, she, she would be a terrible chief executive. So it would be a mix of her willing to break the rules and a mix of her not competent enough to be running an administration. So, uh, what, Katie, bar the doors? Yeah, it's really scary. I, I absolutely think the shadow government that Barack Obama has been running the last four years will just continue to run. And everybody ignores it because the mainstream media doesn't talk about it. You know, this guy, this FBI lawyer, Kleinsmith, who just finally got indicted, it's like, about time. It's like if you watch the mainstream media, 
they're surprised. They act surprised that something could actually happen to show that we had a coup attempt against Donald Trump. This is insane. I want to ask you a little bit about A.G. Barr and this, you know, well, at least Kleinsmith has been indicted or, or whatever they're going to do with him, whether he's turning state's evidence, I don't know. But Trump said on Maria Bartiromo's show yesterday that, uh, in his true blunt fashion, that Barr can go down in history as a hero or just another mediocre AG, because at this point, it's almost like you got to, you know what, or get off the pot. Well, what's interesting about uh, this whole recent development is that Kleinsmith went to the DOJ. He was not pushed into this. They, uh, he wanted to plead guilty. And because it, everybody knows who's in this sort of business, that the first person to to plea usually gets the best deal. And so he wanted to get in there early. There's a lot more that he could have been charged with, but he's going to plead guilty to falsifying evidence, uh, regardless of what the left says. You know, it, it's beyond cynical for the left to say, Flynn's admission, even though it was unrelated to any existing investigation, was total proof of guilt and justifies Mueller. But Kleinsmith, which is actually being charged with an actual crime as opposed to lying about a crime, is not of significance. Anyway, the fine point of it is this is an interesting first step. Uh, I The people I've spoken to with knowledge of these things do not anticipate it to be the last but the, the, the truth remains that time is running thin mm-hmm. potentially yep. and if Jiz, I wrote about this at Fox last week if somehow Trump doesn't win you could be sure all of this would be dropped and there wouldn't be any judges saying oh you're not allowed to drop it now and quite frankly I trust Lindsey Graham as far as I can throw him so to me he was all gung-ho you know for about the last year or two now all of a sudden he's kind of laying low a little bit almost like well if Trump gets reelected then we'll go forward with this but right now I want to go along to get along because I'm a deep stater that's just my opinion and can we switch to the coronavirus a little bit at this point why doesn't Trump make an executive order that if you reopen, you can't be sued? It's assumed risk, because to me, that's uh, why so many people are afraid to reopen. Okay, well, I would disagree with with any such measure, but the answer is because all that liability you're discussing is a our state liabilities. There are some states that where, where that would be readily apparent. You can't sue someone for the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would have to be extraordinary circumstances where you ask them, they lied to you about it and had an animus. California uh, would be easier to do that. But a federal law on that kind of liability, um, uh, there is no an executive order to be properly done would have to relate to existing congressional law. There is no existing congressional law uh, on that issue and so it would it would not be a good idea and and in my view it would it wouldn't be constitutional mm, okay interesting thank you counsel um <laughs> now 
ladies and gentlemen, those of you that listen to Cowboy Logic Radio frequently uh, know that Tom is on the show frequently and that a lot of times um, between... And my my sentence will be over shortly for having to do all this, right? (laughs) No, 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 my brother. Um, What I'm getting at is that a lot of times I am the forever optimist and Tom reigns that in on me and brings a little more reality into my world. Here's why I set this next question up that way, Tom. In my opinion, if we don't take the House, hold the Senate, and maybe even add seats to the Senate and keep Trump in the White House, we are totally screwed. If we end up losing two of the three of those, we are seriously in trouble. Mm -hmm. What are the chances, because again, I'm the optimist, that we can take back that House, add seats to the Senate, and keep Trump in the White House? Okay, those are three different questions. Mm -hmm. I I continue to believe that Trump will win because the enthusiasm for Biden is a record low. The people who are voting for Biden openly, by a two-to-one margin, oppose, are voting for him to oppose Trump. As I'm sorry, the people answering polls are voting for him, are saying they want him to oppose Trump, not because they want Biden. That is not a winner on election day by by any stretch of imagination and the polling is all based on republican turnout in the mid to high 20s when it is consistently at 33 percent even the ridiculous cnn poll that came out today is one of registered voters Mm -hmm. which is honestly in this day and age a, a, a utter joke that they continue to do that so and when you look at kamala harris and biden and their new green deal policies hurting them badly in in wisconsin in the whole rust belt from pennsylvania yeah, pennsylvania to exactly i i tend to believe that trump's going to win now if trump wins then there's no way the Senate, the senate slips away republican this is the six years ago republicans had a huge senate that's when they took over the Senate. So they're defending a lot of, of seats. It is possible that the Republicans lose one seat or two. But I don't see that under any circumstances as I sit here today slipping away. Keep in mind that once the debates occur, I think a lot of people, the enthusiasm for for Biden uh, will slip even further. Now, yeah. that leaves us to... We only have like 20 seconds, so make it fast. The more interesting <laughs> question, which is, I think it's... Uh, there, it, it's fifty-fifty whether the house flips right now, and I think that the key is how do they how badly Biden does in the debates, and I expect him not to do well. Well, we can start with Buzz Patterson over there in Sacramento, a California seventh. Buzz, the number four, Congress.com. Buzzforcongress.com. And Tom Del Beccaro, your great work trying to get rid of Gavin Newsom. Recall Newsom.com. That would be awesome. Well, it's go to CARevival.com. That's where I want people to go tonight. CARevival.com. Okay, carevival.com. And also your website is tomdell.com and politicalvanguard.com. We'll put that all on our website, folks. Tom Dell Beccaro, former chairman of the California Republican Party who ran for Senate against Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. He knows her best. And I'm telling you, folks, this is going to be very interesting. Tom, thank you so much for joining us here on Cowboy Logic Radio. I always leave with a quote. Political correctness is 
fascism pretending to have manners. That, believe it or not, from George Carlin. Folks, have a great week. Take care. We will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. In the meantime, God bless America. been listening to Cowboy Logic Radio, unfiltered, politically incorrect common sense. Find us on the web at CowboyLogic.us and join our Facebook group, Cowboy Logic Restoring America Forum. That's Cowboy Logic Radio, unfiltered, politically incorrect common sense. And now, let's listen in on the first ever Coffee Talk, live from the American Pride Roasters Coffee House in Mount Vernon, 1776. Oh, great. Here come Karen and Beck. All right, where's the nearest exit? Maybe they won't see. Betsy! Hey! Hey, Betsy! Karen thought she saw George's horse outside your house. So is it true? Does he really have a huge constitution? Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're not there yet. There's nothing like being with somebody who runs through town yelling, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming! I know, and burn the dress. That's the last time I blue. Wait, did you smoke that cigar yet? So I heard. Blue, do tell. That is good coffee, but I I don't know anything about cigars. The Betsy Ross. Historically great coffee for real American patriots. That's raspberry, vanilla, and blueberry flavored coffee. The Betsy Ross. Get yours today at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process, professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who is honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812 That's 800-978-4812 This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.